0: On this episode of AV Week, the future of hybrid, on-demand, or virtual learning, supply chain issues, and the rise of COVID in Shenzhen, and ads on your touchscreen. All that and more, next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is AV Week, episode 552, recorded Friday, March 18th, 2022. Communicate.
2: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron,
3: industry-leading technology backed by world-class support.
0: This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audio, visual, news, and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, Haley Klein from PSNI. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Thank you. Hi.
0: I have not seen your face in forever um, But I get to see it in person in like two weeks and I'm really excited about that and we'll talk about that at the end of the show Which has turned into Tim's travel tips apparently uh, because I'm going everywhere Uh, I don't know which one of you is geographically closest to me. So we'll just do ladies first Corey Schaefer is also with us from QSC. Welcome ma'am.
3: Hey, thanks for having me excited to be here with Frank and Haley
0: Absolutely. Uh, Corey is in uh, Santa Barbara area, California. Uh, and Frank Patacala is, I always get this screwed up. You're in Long Island. Yes, sir. Okay. I always want to say New Jersey. I've only
2: been on this show like a thousand oh, times. Oh, no. But
0: I, for some reason, I always have you in New Jersey, and I don't know why.
2: Uh, it's probably because more of the louder A-B tweeps are from New Jersey.
0: So, uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm we, out here we, repping Long we, Island. We were just talking about Gina Sansevero, and she's kind of loud, too. So hey, She's from Long Island. That was a joke. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she Never. is. She's kind of All right. Uh, with uh, t- today's top story. Oh, uh, Good Lord, I'm going to get myself in all kinds of trouble. Um, <laughs> good Lord Almighty. Um, first uh, story here today uh, comes to us from our friends over at AV Network talking about Extron and Y-U-J-A, and I am not even going to attempt to pronounce this. Uh, I believe it's called Yuja or Yuja. Um, they are coming together to create an on-demand and live video engagement. The announcement came from Extron, who is a sponsor of Education uh, They announced the latest leak license upgrade. Uh, it seamlessly integrates the SMP three hundred with the video platform from, from Yuja. Um, Haley, I want to start with you on this. One of the things that PSNI does really well is they they touch and they they connect with the education market. When you when you guys look at stuff like this and we start talking about the return to work and the return to the classroom. Um, what are we seeing and what are we hearing from PSNI members from a A a lot of these, these AV users, when we start talking about hybrid on demand and and kind of that combination, because there, there, sometimes there's a corollary between the return to work, which is, you know, a lot of us have agreed that there's going to be a hybrid portion to that. What are they looking at when it comes to education and the hybrid version of that,
1: I think that there is some frustration when it comes to hybrid in education. However, I don't think it's going away. And in fact, it's become a very simplistic way to keep schools going. So, you know, I'm in Minnesota, obviously there's snow days, right? And in the past, that was actually a fantastic time. We actually got a snow day. We got to go sledding, not anymore. Actually, so my very good friend's a teacher and now she can actually, you know, continue on with her job by by doing this. So, you know, I think I understand there's a lot of frustration, again, in Minnesota right now, there's a huge strike, in fact, going on with hybrid work, uh, hybrid education. So I know there's frustration coupled with it, but it's not going anywhere and it's providing a lot of convenience factors as well. Um, So I think it's something that will continue to be embraced, um, continue to, you know, eventually possibly be the mainstream for some people. Um, And we're certainly seeing it, yeah, with our integrators are certainly embracing this model as well.
0: Did I just understand that they got rid of snow days now because of hybrid learning? Is that what, what you I, just said?
1: Uh, isn't that sad?
0: <laughs> like that sucks, dude.
1: Like, no excuses anymore.
0: Yeah. Your parents would say they walked up the hill, you know, both ways in the snow and, and you know, whatever. And now poor kids have got to go to school even on snow days. All right. Um, Corey, when you, when you guys at QSC start talking to the education folks, what are you guys hearing and, and, and seeing as, as far as, as that this, this kind of, balance between hybrid learning, um, you know, non-concurrent. Uh, I've also heard, uh, you know, various versions of that when it comes to getting back in the classroom.
3: So, I um, agree with Haley. I mean, it, it's here to stay, and it's actually not just in education, right? It's uh, it's it's in corporate, it's in events, you know, etc. And, you know, I'm curious about, is this going to change the buying season for higher ed, right? Because, um it's you know no longer i mean we typically they would do installs over the summer but now um they're upgrading at all times of the year you know etc so it's definitely here to stay and it's in all the other verticals as well. So, you know, we've got some uh, trade shows coming up. I think we're going to see streaming and, and people that don't attend the trade show will be able to attend it virtually, which I think is super cool. I think it's great in higher ed and it's definitely here in corporate as well. You know, I think, I mean, you look at the Zoomers and the and Microsoft Teams, they're all trying to find out how do we pull the remote in to you know the meeting room, etc., and have you know meeting equity. So I mean, it's just happening across all of the verticals, and including Zoom acquired a company, I think it was in December of last year, that just does events, right? So they're they're thinking that for education, corporate trade shows. I mean, they're they've done an acquisition to prep for it. So I think they believe it's here to stay as well.
0: All right. Frank, uh, we didn't mention who you work for because uh, I think the last time we had you on, uh, you've m- moved since then. You now work for Audinate, our friends uh, that give us the, the Dante platform. Certainly, you guys are involved in, you know, not just uh, delivering, you know, audio and video over the network, but also making some of these solutions possible. What are you guys hearing as far as getting back to the class?
2: I'm going to echo what uh, Corey and Haley said. It's pretty much the same thing.
0: Uh,
2: honestly, this I, I read this news report about the uh, Extron um uh, partnering with Yuja, it's, it's fascinating for me from a technology perspective that we have simplified things so much. You know, whenever uh, I think the word seamless has been used in the AV industry for decades, right? But we were never really seamless sure. right Because seamless meant for some poor programmer or some design engineer and a project manager practically dying. you know that's what seamless meant. But now it is actually seamless. when they say it is seamless. You can actually start up one of these devices and the intended uh, lecture capture video streaming platform. It just works. And that's beautiful. I think the point that we have to understand for so long, we have been the providers of technology. But thanks to all the things that's happening, all the world events that's happening, we now have options. I think that's the way we see it. You, you, You don't have to be disrupted. You just have to think. What can we do with what we have? And you'll find your answer right there. I, I, it's not even out of the box because it's all in the box. It's all part of that big ecosystem that we're building. So it's, it's fascinating. I love the technology
0: of it. So we have to stay in the box now. In the box. Everything's in the box. All right. Oh, next story comes to us uh, from uh, Fortune magazine. Uh, this may be one of the few times I've used Fortune uh, for, uh, for AV Week. Uh, but another Shenzhen lockdown uh, is going to uh, affect everything from cars to iPhones. This week, Chinese government um, shut down a major tech hub in Shenzhen. that's uh, supposed to last about a week uh, as they test the 17.5 million residents uh, for COVID. Um, Corey, we'll start with you. This, this in conjunction with the story we covered last week uh, with the conflict in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Russia, the Ukraine um, has a number of AV um, connections. Haley and the folks at PSNI are trying to raise money uh, to support some of those folks. There are a number of um, AV uh, dealers in in, uh, Ukraine, including a a fellow PSNI member. Uh, But that country also houses a lot of software developers. It also houses a number of production uh, facilities that uh, produce the wafers. On which the chips sit right yeah. so you've got this conflict over here you've got an, the, another resurgence of covid in shenzhen which is a major major uh, manufacturing hub including for a lot of av products yep. are are we is is this just like you know how how are we supposed to do this as, as we talk with clients as you talk to you know um to dealers um you know going forward it's like all right you know you've been waiting for two three four weeks now we're waiting two three four months how are we How are we maneuvering these waters
3: well and some have waited even longer than two or three four months you know i mean you know sometimes they're waiting really a long time um what we're what we're asking of end users and of our channel partners is that we just get really tighter on communication because, you know, they may have a project that has, you know, one of our boxes, but we have probably six other boxes that do the same thing. And so we've got ways to kind of put a puzzle together, you know, et cetera, but it just requires, we have to just get better at communication and understand that this is, I mean, there's all this craziness happening all over the world, right? We're hearing, you know, yes, COVID's back in China. I also heard the strain coming back over in Europe, you know, with things getting lifted. So what is that going to do? What, what, the good part about what we're all going through here is we just have to increase the communication and understand that there are options you know it's it really is uh, so disheartening when you get when you get loyalty with a partner or an end user and you've gotten them to standardize on your solution and then you can't deliver it they just kind of look at how do they get it from anyone just to get the job done so um, our ask of partners is just uh, let's really get closer on that communication and the earlier the better and uh, just not assume that if you place an order, for example, of a Core 110, and if you can't get it, that's your only option. I mean, we've got, you know, many cores to choose from, and so there might be a, a, a way to still get the job done uh, by using a, an alternate box, if you will.
0: So kind of drilling down into exactly what kind of I.O., what kind of functionality you're really looking for.
3: Yeah, Yep. Yeah, exactly.
0: Frank, as you're talking with folks and helping them design AV over IP systems, you know, what are you, what are you hearing and, as to how people are really kind of um, navigating the, these choppy waters right now? I think the biggest shift for me has is the embrace of software-based solutions,
2: right? And uh, the amount of R&D that a lot of manufacturers have put into it are finally now being seen as legitimate options because AVE traditionally is a hardware-based thing. I mean, we, we always look at things from which box can be put in to solve this problem. You don't technically need a box. We all have the box called the PC, Uh, and server-based systems and expand that into virtual machines and the cloud, I think there is a general interest among people to look at things from a software perspective. And I think that's a good thing because the supply chain issues that we're seeing today, uh, I mean, although the events kind of compound to make it what it is today, it's been in the making for a long time. And I'd like to say as someone who's, uh, you know, was not a pessimist, but I'm not overly optimistic either about our chances of just one day saying, hey, we can go back to ordering like a night before we need the thing. That's never going to happen. I don't think it ever should have happened in the first place, but it was practice. I think we've moved on. And uh, software is a good thing. Let's embrace software.
3: Frank, you know, um, we use software-based Dante, you know, and it's really great because we don't have to slip in a card or have a different, you know, it's just been great. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it works. And, you know, the only problem is people always kind of lean towards Windows or their experience there and think, oh, this is not going to work. That's not mm-hmm. how it's done. We have very robust systems. Uh, and I, I, I echo that for a lot of manufacturers out there. That's the way to go. You can't keep designing systems with boxes in mind because you just might not get the box you want.
3: Right.
0: It's a reality.
3: Well, you relate to that last story on Extron. That's software,
2: you know?
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to throw something really kind of left field and Haley, where I want to get your perspective, especially from the PSNI, cause you've got to come a kind of global perspective on this. There is, there, there's two things kind of in my head. I'm just going to ask the entire group here and, and y'all can tell me I'm crazy. or You can tell me that it, it makes sense, but with the advent and the, the increase of 3d printing, right? Is there, is there a point in time where just in time manufacturing happens in like regionalized, right? So all three of you guys are in, are in three different parts of, of the US, right? Cory's on the West Coast, Frank's on the East Coast, and Haley and I are both in the, in the middle. Um, where Cory orders something, and the costs have been reduced to the fact, to the point where I don't make it until she orders it. And the speed at which 3D printing and the speed at which other things can happen where the overhead is reduced and all these other things are reduced and supply chains are reduced, right? I don't worry about a chip coming from XYZ place in, in the world because everything is localized. In Does that make any sense at all or am I just half-baked here?
2: I think it makes perfect sense. Um, it's 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 things that you can't explore. I've always been a fan of that kind of regional approach to these things uh, and getting more. The, the problem is the technology and how you can kind of decentralize the technology. Cause uh, manufacturers are built on kind of having the resources all stacked up and getting that volume in. This is a completely different approach to it. I mean, it, it would be great if it becomes more practical. I don't know how though. Yeah. So it's, right. yeah. it's a challenging. Person. I mean,
3: I, I, I don't know whether you're nuts or not. Um, but, um, what,
2: well, I mean, I do, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> what... <laughs> We're being recorded.
3: But I feel like, um, you know, there are models that we have to look at. Right. So like, um, to Frank's point, software really key going to help us in availability and so on. And then I do think regionally um, inventorying things regionally. I mean, the fact that we've all experienced when you order something on Amazon, I got something the same day. So that so mm-hmm. it had to be in my region, right?
0: And and they have the algorithms to say, Corey or somebody like her is going to order this thing most likely sometime the next week, so let's make sure that it's there, Yeah. right? Yeah.
3: So I think I think that's the model we'll probably see sooner than the 3D, you know, I don't have 3D print anymore, okay. but you know.
1: I, I do think some of this is just forcing innovation in front of us, and so it's kind of this forced innovation coupled with continuous learning based off all this change that's happening. So I do think the good thing about all of this, right, is that manufacturers are becoming more creative with the solutions that they're providing. They're making sure that they can change some of those solutions from all the bells and whistles into a more simplistic and more needed solution. And again, sometimes it's coming down to a, can we make this work in the moment? And can it be, is it everything that we need? Again, I just think it's forcing some innovation that's then having a ripple effect into new jobs being created, new R&D that's, you know, taking place. We'll see big changes happening in technology overall because of all of this. So while it's unfortunate, we're also really coming into this new phase of Technology that I and again we've really relied on technology now and we know that so I do think there is some opportunity to this.
0: All right, Haley, I do want to wrap up this this segment uh, from the global perspective with PSNI. What what are you hearing from your partners um, around the world and the way that they're dealing with with the supply chain issue yeah. regionally, like right? depending on where they are in the world?
1: It's hard, um, absolutely. I mean, again, we everyone's facing the same issue, so there's a ton of Projects in the backlog, but again, being able to, um, you know, pursue those fully at this time, it's just taking a longer delay. Again, people are getting creative, and unfortunately, some of the, just like Corey said, some of those brands that you know you want to be working with, unfortunately, if they can't get their hands on it, you know, they do have to move on to the next good enough solution at times. So that has been taking place. Um, there's a lot of others that you know, um, right now we're working really hard on developing some some language around how we deal with some of these customers to make sure again open in line of communication making sure that we can kind of tell them you know here's what we're dealing with and here's the solutions we can offer what we can't offer and how we can kind of overcome some of this so uh, definitely feeling it around the globe i mean no nobody's immune that's for sure
3: Haley, are they giving your your uh, PSNI partners? Are they do they have advice for us manufacturers and things that that they're really needing from us um, when yeah they need product? (laughs) Well, I know (laughs) that. I know
1: that. I also think honesty, because sometimes I so we've been hearing stories about manufacturers sending empty boxes. So they'll send the box and there's no good God invoice. Isn't that awful?
2: Oh my god!
1: So we've heard really bad stories, and so I think sometimes it's almost
2: like when my friend ordered an iPhone 7 and he got an iPhone 4 and an iPhone 3 in a box.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome!
2: <laughs> it happened. I'm not lying. This happened <laughs> for real.
0: I almost want you to say who it was out loud just no, so we can train no, them.
1: No, no lie. But I will say it wasn't one of my PVPs, and that's
0: I perfect. love. Thank you for saying that. Yes. <laughs>
1: But, um, yeah, I mean, so I think that's a part of it too, I think, and I feel bad. I mean, God, I I can only imagine, but I know those manufacturers want to not lose that brand loyalty, not lose that exposure, but don't, don't do that because you'll never get it back. You'll never recover. And so I do think some honesty on that and just a true, Hey guys, it's coming, but it's still six weeks out or whatever you can give them in that respect, I think is really important because we've been hearing some horror stories.
0: So. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I, th- I think, Corey, one thing that, that I always say is, is communication both ways, right? Yeah. I um, agree. Exactly. And, and uh, there's there's an old line, and I'm going to get this wrong, but um, nothing nothing ages worse than the truth, right? Give, give me the truth as quickly as possible and as soon as possible and let me make my decision from there. Yeah. Right? Um, I think that there's a lot to be said on both sides there. Yeah.
3: Excellent points. Got to go both ways for sure.
0: All right, last story, and stick with me here, kids, because its it, it, I'm going to take some turns, but stick with me. It's from a website called XDA Developers. The headline is this. Microsoft could be bringing ads as an advertisement to Windows 11 File Explorer. Now, after the story posted, Microsoft came out and said, now, wait a minute here. That wasn't supposed to be public. That was just a test, whatever. But the fact that they're testing ads Inside your Windows machine. Okay. This, in conjunction with uh, Major League Baseball and part of their collective bargaining agreement that got baseball happening. If you like baseball, congratulations. It's coming back. They're going to start putting ads on the uniforms, a la NASCAR. Not that bad, right? We're not talking about, you know, I almost said Ozzie Smith, which just shows exactly how old I am. Um, <laughs> pick a baseball player because they all went out of my head right now. Um, in full like ads from top to bottom, but there will be ads on their sleeves or on the back of their helmet. Right. Um, Corey mentioned the fact that, that before we started recording that on the NBA, there's a number, you know, they're starting yep. to show up soccer, uh, um, uh, football, you know, uh, European, you know, in, in Europe, certainly on theirs for, for a long time. This led my crazy half cocked brain to go, okay, when do we start seeing this in AV? Right? When do we start, you know, pushing this out on a touch panel? When do we start, you know? Frank works for uh, works for Audinate. They do AV uh, uh, audio and video both over the network. Well, they could insert an ad on on, on top of you know uh, 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 on top of your video. So like an overlay, and you got to pay 19.99 to get. That's it. what I'm saying. Or <laughs> <That's
2: awesome. laughs> I, that was not, that was not Audinate. i the time don't don't.
0: Don't quote me on that, please. <laughs> or, or the opposite side, Frank, right? You, you, I'll pick on Joe Way, right? And Joe is doing some fantastic stuff right now. He's going to speak at the UN for crying out loud, okay? He has officially become my hero. Um, he works for USC. You've got some highfalutin um, donor that comes in and gives USC $10 million, but part of the deal is they want an ad over every single piece of video that goes over the network. Mm-hmm. And we can do that now, right? So, right. so my question then, and Frank, we'll start with you. When do we start seeing, you know, ads being pushed in various aspects of, of an AV installation? I'm,
2: you know, uh, and I'm going to be the uh, the odd person here and say I'm okay with it happening. It should happen because reality of it is we have moved away from that niche custom approach to AV. We are now a platform. Right? Hmm. Anything that we do generally in the corporate or higher ed has a platform associated with it advertisements are what make a lot of these things happen, right? Like it or not, unless you're off the grid, you have a phone, you are feeding into some form of data analytics every minute of your day, right? So as long as there is ethics associated with marketing and data collection, and there is a policy that whoever is the recipient of it is, is you know, you make them know that, yes, we're doing this, you will see ads, and give them the option to do that, I don't think it's, it's too far off. I think the bigger change, I don't think it's a technical problem for this to happen. Technically, I mean, from on, the, on the back end, it's ready. We could do it. It's more of a sales marketing slash relationship issue if, if you want to do that. And what are the boundaries? I think all the marketing leads in the AV industry, who I think work extremely hard, and they have probably one of the most challenging things in AV, it's up to them to decide, how are we going to utilize this? Because it's, it's reality. Technology supports that right now. Mm-hmm. It's about making it happen and basically building the ethics around it. But go for it.
3: Really? Because, I mean, cool. I hate ads. And I was kind of thinking when I saw this, like, um, I mean, I just, I hate It's it, inevitable, it, though. I hate the pop-ups on a website. I, you know, um, I, you know, a little bot coming up, like, you know, can I help you? I mean, I'm just over that. Um, cause I feel like we're getting it, you know, everywhere and, you know, to Tim's point, you know, on a touch panel, you know, I'm like, um, cause I feel like we should be branding that for the customer. But then like, I guess on the other hand, you know, if we have the ability to do it and it helps someone buy more technology or, uh, I mean, we should be open to it because I guess, you know, on websites and things, we do things like featured partners. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean. You know, everything's about- I mean,
2: that's where, that's where the creativity needs to happen. Right.
0: It's uh we don't know how to do it. So but so hang on for a second. There, there are a couple of, of control manufacturers.
2: Yeah. Uh, I've heard of
3: one with three letters.
0: With, with three <laughs> le- that you guys may be able to do this too, but I, I, I could, I, I don't know that for a fact and you can correct me that are taking existing AV over IP systems. And if it's not being used, flipping it into a digital signage platform. Yep. Okay. Yep. Same thing here. All, of video, all a touch panel is, and again, I'm a failed programmer, so I know enough to be dangerous here. All a touch panel is, it's a display that true. you can interact with. True. Correct. Haley, we'll give you the last word on this. and, and...
1: I feel like it's already peppered in and you, we might not even be aware of it, right? I mean, so one, yeah. I, the, so true. There's... Meeting the user where the user is. That's marketing 101, right? You want to make sure you're doing the right thing. And I so agree with you, Frank, there has to be ethics around it. You cannot spam people. Corey, to your point, every website page, everything, you know, I don't want pop-ups. I don't want that. That being said, highest um, lead turnover for us, right, is some of those automated bots, some of that um, interaction, that one-to-one communication because you're meeting that user where they are. We are seeing right advertorial when we do these hybrid events now we're streaming these events people are jumping into our platform it's all pro-AV material but this is sponsored by qsc or whatever it may be so you are getting this peppered into certain degrees now we're taking it a little bit further but it's (laughs) it is the natural progression and with av and our industry kind of needing more visibility in that aspect And then thinking about how, think about case studies, right? That's a known factor for something that a user wants to see, wants to understand who were those partners, what was the technology, I can see myself in this install, I can understand that. Now you take that one step further and you actually put that in the face of actually being exposed to that technology while you're there in a very organic fashion that doesn't spam them, but is, oh, I understand, this is what this is now it really opens up a new door. So I completely agree with the hybrid of the two of you. It's, it's don't be crazy about it. Don't spam them do enough to be dangerous or not. Don't disrupt the experience, but add to it. That's, that's right. I think it's great.
0: So I, I, will, this will be my, my only commentary on this and, the, and it's on advertising in general, uh, just because I think stuff like this is fascinating. I think the history of media is fascinating. Look back into the 1800s and early half of the of the, the 20th century, and how advertising and newspapers and then television and and radio, kind of morphed into each other. and And look at the first TV ads. It was Milton Berle standing up there, lighting up a, a, a camel, telling talking about how smooth it was. It wasn't a commercial break. It was the person hosting the event, hosting the show, talking about the product, talking about the sponsor, right? This is kind of how we've evolved into, uh, into our relationship with advertising and with marketing. Um, yeah, and it, it's. I agree with, with Corey about let, let's not do pop-ups, right? But let's make it organic and make it make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That is all we have time for today. Ms. Corey Schaefer, thank you again.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. And nice to see all of you. Um, if you want to connect with me, i at QSC.com, Or you can find me on LinkedIn or on the Twitters.
0: All right, Mr. Frank Patakala,
2: thank you, sir. Thank you very much. You can find me on the socials at at Frank uh, Just a quick shout out to my team at Automate. We've been working together to create these fun little videos. We're calling them Dante Quick Shots. So if you have a chance, uh, you can find them on LinkedIn. Uh, check it out. It's just information, pieces of information. Uh, but otherwise, feel free to reach out anywhere on the socials.
0: Autonate is, is is building a rock star team. Just want to put mm-hmm. that out there. Got Got Alicia, there got uh, Corey, got some really, really cool folks. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Haley, I as I mentioned, I'll talk about this in a second. I get to see you in a couple weeks, but how do people connect with you or PSNI?
1: Uh, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Um, and same with PSNI, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we are everywhere.
0: All right, very good. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Do not follow me on the Twitters, uh, but go by the website TV. That's TV. You'll find this program and a host of others, including. Uh, Frank's been recording some stuff so his IT factors coming back. I am very excited about that. Mitchell's not because that gives him more work to do. Uh, but I'm excited about it. Um, but also follow along as I as I hit the road this year, mainly because I'm tired of sitting in my house. Um, I mentioned the fact that by the time you hear this, I will be in Orlando. Uh, for Enterprise Connect, so if you're if you're going there, come on by. Uh, I'll be hanging out uh, with our friend David Danto and the folks at Poly. Um, got some meetings with Sennheiser and Shore and Neat and a whole bunch of other folks, so come by and, and, and hang out. Uh, and then I do get to hang out with the fine folks at PSNI uh, in a couple of weeks for the Super Summit. So we're doing a, a live stream um, uh, panel discussion. Uh, Haley, talk about that for a second and, and where people can see that.
1: Yeah, so um, Super Summit, it's a historically closed event for PS9 Network only. However, every year we like to open up our Super Summit um, for an end-user panel because we feel it would benefit the industry to hear these in- insights, manufacturers and fellow end-users um, hearing the insights of their you know, peers. So we will have a really great lineup from oil and gas representatives, corporate representatives. Um, we have a healthcare representative, a government representative, um, really focusing on the future of work where the technology integrator comes into play, some of the questions we asked today as far as uh, that technology landscape and how that's impacting them. Um, so yeah, please join us for that. We'll be um, streaming it live via Facebook Live on April 7th at 10 a.m. Central Time. So everyone is welcome to join us on that. You can also find that on the PSNI website, psni.org forward slash events, forward slash 22 something to that effect. I'm sure we can link it here.
0: So, <laughs> I'll make Mitchell put a link on that too. Thank so. you.
1: <laughs> so yes, please join us. Um, really beneficial for the whole industry.
0: Yeah, and they, uh, I get to be v- joined by them virtually, which is mm-hmm. going to be a new a new thing for me because they're going to have displays of everybody kind of like next to me. So that's going to be kind of going to
1: cool. use that technology. We're very excited about our setup.
0: Absolutely. Uh, There's that. I go to NAB. Corey and I get to hang out at ISC along with Haley uh, in Barcelona. Do not feel sorry for me on that one. And then Infocom in June. So that's an awful lot. But if you're at any of those, please hit me up. Um, And, uh, yeah, go by the website, avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week.